Welcome to Data for Future. Have you ever thought about what is the carbon footprint of the building you live or work in? Of course, to answer this question, we need to think about the carbon footprint of building, what it is. Of the obvious part, it increases all the energy usage that happens within the building. And then on the other side, the water that's used by the building to pump the water in, there's also more energy consumption. And then something less obvious would be the construction part of the building, right? To transport all the materials to the site, this carbon footprint, and also as well as the material themselves, they also embodied certain carbon footprint. So why does this matter? It's because buildings are actually responsible for more than 40% of global energy usage. And moreover, they provide as much as one third of the global greenhouse gas emission. So when I heard about the idea of the business designable, which has a cool slogan called sustainable building on demand, it caught my attention. And I'm very impressed by how designable is disrupting the real estate industry by bringing sustainability into the equation of building construction and usage. So today, without me giving much spoiler, I invited Andres, the CEO of Designable, to the show to tell us more what is exactly sustainable building on demand. Welcome, Andres. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Thank you so much, Tammy, for, for having me today. Um, yeah, it's a really great question, actually. I hope we have some, some time in the coming minutes to, to solve some answers. Mm -hmm. The other day I was I was listening to a podcast and this guy from US said that the second material used in the wall after water was concrete. Mm -hmm. And the only concrete was responsible for 8% of the global CO2 emissions. So I think we are addressing a huge, huge opportunity here to trying to, to cut uh, global change, right? Um, just thinking on how actually buildings can help in this direction. So more than happy to share my thoughts here. Yeah. Why don't you start by introducing to the audience what is designable? How is it mm -hmm. different? Well, designable, we say is, um, as you said, we what we do is uh, boosting sustainable buildings on demand, basically. Um, because what we do is uh, we are a crowd building platform. And as a crowd building platform, we join the three basic uh, group of people that we need to, to create a building in any town. One is the plot owner, obviously, uh, the place where the building is going to be. The second one is the architect, who's going to be in charge of designing and developing the, the building itself. And the third, obviously, is the people who is going to live inside the neighborhood. Uh, or the final buyers, right? Um, the, the common real estate model, the usual traditional whatsoever, is always the same. There is this real estate developer who buys the plot, who hired the architect, and once the building is built, they try to sell the homes as best as they can. Uh, sometimes they sell the homes, sometimes they don't. Actually, uh, we are... Uh, I'm, I'm in Spain and here in Spain and around the world, basically also there was a huge uh, real estate problem in the 10 years ago, 12 years ago. 
basically because there was an overproduction of real estate of homes that no one wanted to to live in and yet they are still empty and no one wants to buy them even though they are super cheap let's say basically because they don't match with the people needs because they don't align with their real uh, lifestyles and so on and so forth right so what we thought was what if inside of doing um keeping producing buildings through selling stock we try to rethink the producing system and we flip it down and we start producing on demand meaning we first sell the homes before they are even constructed and one one building has all the homes sold we create a community of people the neighborhoods and they are the owners and they are the one who buy the plot and to hire the architect and to start building their own building that they already obviously needed because they paid for it up front it's really simple way of of thinking right but um i think until lately it was impossible because it needs a certain amount of technology and information that we didn't have before mm-hmm So it's so powerful you're you're a platform that connects the three parties and then instead of the traditional real estate or developer construction you actually let the three parties to communicate with each other and collaborate which i find mm-hmm. is super interesting and uh, coming back to what you mentioned just now some houses they're developed but no one will want to buy them because they don't fit consumer need so coming from the experience you've been having with designable what are some new consumer trends that it's hard to find in old traditional buildings well definitely is open spaces <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, basically uh, after after covid or uh, pandemic basically pandemic times uh, people need to be outside It doesn't matter where. It doesn't matter if it was in Spain or if it was in Netherlands when it's all cloudy and we needed air, you know, to feel the air crossing through our faces. Um, but it, it wasn't an actual need just right before this. People was happy inside. We um, uh, human beings spend 80% of the time inside spaces. Mm. Most of the time is in their office and the left spare time is at home but we get home and we like let's say set up with whatsoever we can afford we don't become picky when it comes to home most of the time but after um the covid and after spending what well, all the time the <laughs> 100% of the time at home we realized that maybe our homes didn't match uh, accurately um our needs and this was something that is been coming for a long time for instance more open space inside uh, more communication between the kitchen and the and the living room for instance so there is no such thing as someone is cooking mm-hmm. while someone is having a couple of, of, of wine right we can we can join these two culture at the same time so we can share even i think you can make a better relationship between a family a couple or whatsoever or friends right uh, the same with uh, bedrooms maybe we need less less space there for dedicated staff and more more flexible spaces inside home that can work as uh, home office 
during the morning and yoga station in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. All those changes of lives uh, has been happening in the last 10 years, more or less, uh, with all the net uh, social network, Netflix, uh, spending home for different uses, not only the TVs on the screen, right, in the TV. Mm -hmm. uh, we, can, we can have TV here already. Mm -hmm. So everything changed, and out of the blue, um, let's say, and uh, the, the, the real estate developers didn't see that coming, and they kept producing the same exactly kind and type of buildings, of homes as 60 years ago. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem. The, the, the demand of the offer every time is like farther, farther is they are getting away. Yes, what we are seeing here is really the lifestyle change that's drastically got pushed forward by the pandemic. Yeah, definitely. I think many people can echo with that. Like until I was quarantined home, I didn't realize that actually my apartment doesn't get so much sunlight. And before it was okay because I go home at night and uh, it was totally fine. But absolutely. And I guess one interesting part about your buildings is the plot. Actually, you didn't get to highlight it yet, but it's not just wherever a plot in the city, right? How does Designable choose the spot to build the buildings? Well, actually, we, we have... Um um we think that buildings not only really can help uh to to improve or to to try to protect the the environment through using recyclable materials or uh, sources uh, renewable sources of energy uh, high efficiency uh, energy and so on and so forth but also we think they can uh, make a change in the urban life improving the improving the life in the cities by simply um, um, well filling those spaces in town that they are empty uh, no one knows why this, you, you are working through any town and you see uh, an old building that no one seems to take care of or uh, an empty plot you say I will live here why no one is building here and everyone is going outside to build like 200 homes in one building, right? Um, well, this, this is a, a matter of the real the traditional real estate system uh, in order to get uh, more benefits. But when it comes to people, when it comes to the city, when it comes to the health of the of the of a city, it's way better to start packing people inside. Um, and to fill those spaces. So Designable has this system, thank you, thanks to our system, uh, where the real estate developer disappears from the equation. Uh, if people want to live in town, now they can. They don't have to, to wait until someone decides to, be, to build a building here, but they actually have the option already because we offer them that. Um, so all our plots are, let's say selected because they are all in, in places in town where they can go walking everywhere, for instance. So you increase the, the, your lifestyle, you, share, you save time and you stop using or abusing <laughs> the car to, to do anything, right? You can go shopping, you can go jogging, you can go uh, taking your kids to the park or to the school by walking and this is a change a life changing sure definitely 
and then I do so a few days ago I went to a workshop that's like a live service style with audience participating with a panel to talk about the future of cities and mm -hmm. we it's, it's true that nowadays many people want to live in the countryside and then they start to move away from the cities but majority every center is being urbanized and everyone end up living in the center of a community in the city lifestyle. So which I think what you're developing is very key. And then mm -hmm. not only the lifestyle change that you promote people to like walk more and uh, connect better with their community. In terms of building itself, when I check your website, every building you produce is about comparing to industry average minus 50% of CO2 emission. How did mm -hmm. you achieve that? What kind of details come together to help you to get there? Well, that is based um, on mainly three items. The first one is the material we use. Um, they are either recycled one or eco-friendly or they can have a longer lifespan meaning that once the building is over <laughs> and they have to take this down, maybe they can reuse most or, or not most, but part of those kind of materials. Can um, you give some examples? Of for the instance, of the material. Mm -hmm. yeah, well, wood, for instance, is one of the most common ones. Uh, aluminium, even so, is still uh, the, uh, the process of getting aluminium is not so is a little bit contaminated, but they, uh, aluminum is one of the longest uh, lifespan materials we can we have at home in windows, in beams, and so on and so forth. Um, but basically wood, um, maybe determine uh, some, some kind of um, ceramics that can be reused after 60 years of using. So I think that trying to understand that the CO2 emissions is not only what you do today, but what you are going to, uh, what, what's going to happen once the building is, it's, they has to be renovated, obviously. Yeah. Um, I think thinking on the circularity uh, of, of that part is important. The second part is trying to keep the lowest um, energy consumption especially when it comes to um, um, warmth or cold energy, meaning uh, when um, winter or summer, obviously, to the aircon, basically, or the, or the warmer. Um, so trying that the people inside home, they don't have to switch on at all, either the, the aircon or the, or the heatings. How we can do that? Well, using high-tech uh, uh, isolation systems in the windows and also um, well when it comes to isolation the facades or the rooftops or the uh, middle walls between buildings or between homes right so what we do with each home is that each home actually is like a bunker <laughs> okay. with so low um, variability of temperatures through the year so that means that your consumption energy inside is pretty low. It's very efficient. And the third one is that the little energy you use, we try to, that they come from renewable sources of energy, either from the network, the public network. We, we work with a company uh, that only provide uh, solar energy, okay? 
But then the building itself, it produced their own energy through, through one system, which is the rooftop solar energy. But also we use our thermal um, technology to warm or to cool the homes. Meaning that with a little, with teeny tiny energy, we can keep the same temperature again as I said before um, through the whole year. All this makes that each of our buildings, when it comes to sustainability or to, I won't, yeah, I mean, trying to think how buildings should be, uh, they are so close to being able to not need any energy outside the one they produce itself. And that's a huge achievement because this is what's the future of the building we think they are. Wow, yeah, very impressive. <laughs> Those details are something I wasn't like not exposed before in such detail because if you think about traditional real estate, why didn't do it before? Is it because it's costly or it's because... <laughs> Mainly and simple as that. <laughs> okay, the, the cost too expensive. Oh. Yeah. So basically, when you think as a real estate developer, um, you have to buy the plot, you have to pay the construction, you have to pay uh, any other professionals, obviously, and license taxes and so forth. And when you add up all those costs, it turns out that the price of the home is quite high. If you adds all the investment you have to do to increase the quality of the building, basically, which is what sustainable uh, items do to a building, mm -hmm. obviously the price is higher. Mm -hmm. So either they reduce their benefits or they cut on sustainability. And obviously sure. you have the And answer. then with designable, before you buy the plot and then the construction, the money comes from the end consumer who are they are paying for their own money, yeah, obviously. Yeah. So they decided that, well, first, since we don't, since there is no real estate developer in our system, mm -hmm. there is no one getting that benefit. So that benefit, we can use it to increase the quality of the building without, or let's say, keeping the price still at a mass uh, product market price, right? Mm -hmm. This is no luxury price. It's basically like any other construction price or home price, but with actually with almost 40% over investment when it comes to quality in the home or in the building. Yeah, if you think about it, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so have you run into any difficulties? Because now you're in Valencia, Madrid, and the many other cities are you're going to open up. Is I, I assume buying plot and uh, doing this kind of innovation is costly, no? Yeah, um, yeah, well, actually, as you said, we just launched in Madrid this uh early in October, so lately, and it was a huge achievement because we have been in Valencia for already three years. Um and definitely super hard what we do because basically you are flipping down one of the most traditional um, industries, in, not, not only in the world, in the history. Um, and actually you are proposing something different focused on, focused on the people and on the, on, and on the environment. And this is exactly 
what the real estate developers are not thinking at all, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Uh, so really you are facing all the time that bank system, for instance, they are ready for the traditional what, but they, uh, they have a hard time when they try to put their mind in what we are doing and helping our people. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, let's, let's try again because I see you, you don't get the, the final point, the bottom line. Um, the same with the plots, right? The people who is selling the plots, they are used to uh, exactly process uh, from the real estate developers. And when we come to them and we say, hey, this is something different. Um, we need some, this commitment from your side, but on the, on the other side, you are going to sell sooner or, or higher price. Or it's like, I don't know, I like the other one, right? So it's obviously the, the, the resistance, uh, the human being uh, resistance to change we are facing all the time. But thankfully, um, every time we are having more people uh, looking for a designable home, um, we are opening, as you said, cities. We are looking for uh, Barcelona, Malaga, Sevilla, Bilbao, uh, so far in Spain in the, in the next couple of years. And what we need is actually the, the power of the people. If the people is backing us and they say that they want our home, obviously we will keep fighting no matter what is happening. And that's what we are growing back, right? So we, I guess at some point the banks realize that our system is even more secure for them. They are more profit for them than the traditional one. The plot owner, they will realize that our, our way of, our proposal to buy plots is way more transparent, it's more efficient on time for them, it's less risky for them, and they probably get more money for their asset than in the traditional one, but takes time, yeah. So for the building you've designed in Valencia, now there are people already living in them, I assume. Mm -hmm. How yeah. long did it take you to start from buying the plot to people move in? Um, well, the first building was our MVP. <laughs> uh, we, we started, it was pre-designable actually. We did this as architects uh, with my partner, with Pablo. Both we are architects. Uh, and basically we realized exactly what we started saying is designable about. Uh, we realized that there was a, a super old building in city center of Valencia. It was a pretty, uh, place and no one looks to that building and we didn't know why. why. Why was that? Because the price was slightly high so a real estate developer couldn't fit their benefit into the product. So we say, hey, maybe we can just do what we do. I mean, we talk to the owner and we say, hey, we are architects, so why don't have the chance to design some nice homes, a nice building there and we sell straight away to the final clients instead of the real estate developer. And they say, okay, it doesn't matter. It's been here for six years. You're not going to achieve anything, but I'm not losing anything. I say, okay, great. So it was, this was in 2016 or 2016, yeah, or 2015 late. That was the first um, chance we had with the product owner. We start selling homes in early 2016. And we closed the six homes. We sold the six homes within four months, I think. So mid summer, 16, 2016 summer. 
Um, one year later, we were uh, starting the construction, and one year later, we delivered the home. So from late 2018, they are already living in. And once we end up the project, we say, hey, this can work in anywhere where they have empty plots, uh, local architects, and people who want to buy a, a nice home at a fair price. So this is where we started, we decided to start the design. Cool. So from your side, do you own the team of construction? No, 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 it's contracted. I mean, we are only just a platform itself. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we merge all the needs from, from all, the, all the people who, wants, who needs to participate from uh, um, legal advice, um, construction, architects, uh, the plot owner, the people, investments, if needed, banks, so on and so forth. We uh, organize everything and we explain everyone who is going to be their, their role in the, in the, in the operation. Uh -huh. um, uh, we, we work with them. I was asking because I'm thinking in the part of either renovation an existing building or building a new building, how, who has to say about what material to use and uh, where you should get them from? Because based on the city you're in, your access to resource can be very different, no? Mm -hmm. We work in this way with the local architects, with their also compromise with sustainability or sustainable uh, principles. And all our buildings uh, needs to fit um, the Brian, um, it's an international certificate of, sustain of sustainable buildings called Brian, <laughs> which is worldwide, which means that anywhere we go, anytime, we know our building is going to hit a minimum standard of sustainability and quality. So we work with architects that already know this uh, certificate and they know that a certain uh, percentage of material needs to be eco-friendly or, uh, or, recyc or recycle or whatsoever, that they need to, to, to deploy um, renewable sources of energy in the building and so on. And the same with the construction compacts. They work before with this kind of certificates, so they are they are used to work with them. This is how we make sure that the building is is actually what we say. But on top of everything, Designable has a part on this because we have um, all the interior designers of the, of the homes are they come from our catalog. We are developing a catalog for interior design. Uh, and all those materials, we, we have the partnership with the company. So um, the structure uh, depends on the local architect, mm -hmm. right? But the interior depends on designable. Mm -hmm. And the, they're actually really fancy looking interior designs by checking out. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. Very nice. So that comes to another interesting point. It's like there are so many ways of designing a building. How do you choose and how do you learn about your customer preference? I guess that comes to the point of our other side of the podcast is about data, right? How much data analytics is involved in the day-to-day -day work of Designable? Mm -hmm. Well, definitely the right answer is ans uh, answering. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, question, questioning people, right? 
uh, asking people. Mm -hmm. um, well, we started in a really, really simple way, which was through a form. And we asked people what they wanted in their home and we, we realized about them and, and you can't imagine how many things people want in their homes and the market outside there is not actually blind to them. For instance, uh, they want a corner in, the, in their window to drink a cup of wine, those kind of chimney, even a fake one is, is okay for them. It's just to feel to, to have the atmosphere of confidence. Um, so we learned a lot about what people actually wanted or needed in their homes. Um, and from there we we designed a system of customization for their homes, which is actually a part of the part of those the process is actually our uh, interior design styles, which come from all the learning through the past three years of asking people what they want for you with their styles. Uh, we have also a list of extras you can add to your to your uh, home, such as uh, um, I don't know um, heating floor or um, increasing the quality of the kitchen or the uh, like the, the appliance in the kitchen. All those things, not all of them once those kind of things but more some of them do so we are giving the opportunity to choose if they want if they want or not so but on top of everything this is this is the information we get from the people that we know but um to our app nowadays every month we get over fifteen thousand people coming to our app and playing with the configuration of the home so we know more or less where is the the trending going. That's why, for instance, we realized that in, uh, a year ago, the homes with terrace were the more demanded. And we were able to actually change or redesign a building in real time almost, uh, almost uh, in order to try to fit some terraces in the building, in the homes, because we knew that people is, is what they wanted at that time and obviously in the future. Uh, so this is Pieta is going to be closed yes, uh, in the coming weeks. So those are things that we can do because our system or actually on-demand system allows to do. In the traditional real estate developer, all the buildings that didn't have any terrace is going to be there for 10 years. No one is going to live in there. Yeah, it's all about the the speed of information that gets you. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Very cool. And it seems that Designable is going pretty well. You have a good demand and you're growing. And what are the challenges you're facing right now? Well, I think the, the main one is to uh, introduce properly crowd building to, to the crowd, <laughs> let's say. Uh, I mean, uh, that the more people every time uh, learn about what crowd building is and how it can help them to have a better home in a fair price, helping, I mean, uh, being 
being consistent with the buying through the with the environment uh, in a way more transparent model. I think that's uh, this is a challenge because you know everything new is cool, but I will uh, I will let the other guy try first. <laughs> so we need, <laughs> we need to we need to start kicking off on that. Uh, the same with the plots and everything. So, but basically, is that is to introduce properly a crowd building and and so that it works and it works fine and it's safe and it's better. Uh, and I think is the well, what, what I'm going to say really, my kid. But obviously, I think it's the best way to to live in town. I see. And then, where do you see yourself in five years in your landscape? <laughs> Uh, I don't know if the race to the space keeps this pace <laughs> in Mars. I don't know. <laughs> no. Um, well, I, I, I think five years our plan is to be at least uh, in in Europe, in many in some other countries in Europe. Um, we plan to be in all Spain by 2023. And next year we start expanding to France, Netherlands, Germany, okay. That the crowd building, I mean, the crowd building philosophy is more likely to, to be loved than Spain. Spain is a really rough territory, I have to say, to, <laughs> to start up with a crowd building platform. Um, but yeah, I think, um, yeah, in Europe. Why do you think Spain is harder than other European countries? Well, because uh, the, real, the traditional real estate developer is so root here, oh. it's so heavy, the industry, it touches every nerve of the country. It's in banks, it's in uh, politics, it's in everywhere. So obviously it's super hard to fight against them is, is, I mean, there is super heavy companies here mm -hmm. and they are able to produce 5,000 homes per year, 6, 10, 12, 25. Wow, so heavy, right? When you go to some more countries, they are a lot more, more atomicized. There are smaller groups of real estate developers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, now as we consume general day-to-day -day products, we are looking for local KM0 and we are looking for more customizable solutions. So I think yeah. the disruption is definitely there and uh, it takes a lot of courage to disrupt the, such a stubborn sector, as you said. So congratulations, yeah. congratulations on your very successful initial steps. Thank you so much. Yeah. And uh, is there anything else you would like to add before we end the show? Um, <clears throat> well, I think um, I think that that if we keep in mind that um, buildings, even though we we don't think about them in that way, because you know, all the time is about cars. Now is that it looks like Kai is going to solve the the global changing problem. <laughs> uh, it's okay. It's cool that the car industry is shifting to a way more ecologic uh, way. But buildings is a huge 
opportunity there. And you said something before quite interesting that people seems like no one is going to live in, in the cities. Mm-hmm. And that's actually, I, I am a true believer that that's not true. I think that obviously someone is going to live outside, but um, human being, we are a crowd uh, kind of space. We need people mm-hmm. around. Yeah, uh, and obviously that's, you only have that in town. So towns have a huge challenge uh, facing in the coming years. And we need to actually think now because otherwise we are going to be late mm-hmm. uh, on how the new buildings can help or can protect uh, the environment because otherwise in 30 years, uh, we are, it's going to be too late. So I think the time is now. Totally, totally. Well, buildings contribute to one third of the global greenhouse emission the big mm-hmm. number also means there is a huge room for improvement. And Definitely. Uh, exactly. That's the effort you're putting into it. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So thank you for introducing such a cool concept to the audience. And I hope through this episode, our audience can also be inspired to check more options when they're considering by purchasing real estate or advising people around them. And hopefully we'll see the change really happening, disruption happening, and uh, we have more sustainable city, sustainable buildings. That's what we need. <laughs> Thanks for coming to the show, Andres. And thank you. In the future, we we'll see you next time. Thank you, Tommy. Bye-bye.